Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap on UFC 264. I almost forgot the number, but that just happened uh, last night, recording it today on Sunday. And, um, you know, what a, what a weird way to end the card. You know, in, in a way, I'm kind of unsatisfied with how it ended, because it just, um, it was odd, and it led left me unsatisfied because we didn't really get a conclusion to the trilogy and let's get to it so basically Dustin Poirier he wins the fight in the first round end of the first round uh, TKO doctor stoppage because Connor throws a punch at the same time Dustin does and uh, he basically just uh, how can I say it? it it wasn't an ankle but he broke something in his leg and he collapses immediately before the end of the round, eats some punches. He can't stand up by the time the round is over and Herb Dean calls off the fight because he's he's done, basically. He even said himself, like, I Anderson silvered my leg, basically. So um, it ended uh, in a way where it wasn't clear as to... Um, there was no conclusion to the trilogy, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And it sucks because, oh man, it sucks because now there's talks about a fourth fight. And to be honest, I, I, I don't care about a fourth fight between the two of them. I didn't even care about a third fight right now. I think a third fight was way too quick after they just fought for a second time back in January. I think that was a fight that should have happened after Conor got another win. Uh, from someone else, lower ranked, and then one day they just meet up if ever, all the stars align, and then the trilogy fight happens. But I, w I didn't care about the third fight. I definitely don't care about a fourth fight, but it really seems like that's where we're heading. That's the direction we're heading, a fourth fight, because Conor McGregor said himself, he's just like, that wasn't a win, like, I broke my leg. I have to say, I was really disappointed with Conor with the way he acted in this fight. Even Dustin, in a way, at the end of it. I know his emotions got the better of him because he just couldn't handle it anymore. The fight is over, so he's like, okay, I'm just going to let it all out. I don't even care anymore. It's done. But he should have been a little bit more humble, in my opinion. But Connor, Connor, on the other hand, he was like zero, zero humbleness. The guy who, who, who would say that I'm humble in victory, I'm humble in defeat, that was not the guy last night for sure, so I just, uh, I was just so disappointed with both of them, the way they acted, you know, I just wish, uh, I think that was the worst part of it, is how they were so, so, there was so much animosity between the two afterwards, and it, that really added to the fact that there was no solid conclusion to the fight, so, I don't know, like, uh, Connor. He looked good early on the feet, was landing some nice kicks, especially the leg kicks. He was throwing a lot of those. But then Dustin, he landed a nice uh, calf kick, which hurt Connor for sure because he had to switch his stance. And then he also landed a nice one too that forced Connor to shoot for a takedown or just clinch up. And man, I don't like that too. You know, okay, so let's just talk about the fight first. So Connor, he shoots for the clinch and then when uh Dustin tries to bring the fight down Connor tries to lock up a guillotine and 
doesn't get it, eats some big ground and pound on the ground. Like, he was getting destroyed on the ground, but I do give him credit for landing some nice shots off his back. Like, I think it was elbows, right? That was good as well, but um, all in all, I would definitely give that round to Dustin Poirier a 10-9. I know two of the judges scored a 10-8. I don't think it was a 10-8. Um, I would say it was a 10-9 for sure. Like a, a very solid 10-9. It's, it's bordering 10-8 in a way. I could understand why they gave it 10-8, but I personally would have gave it a 10-9. And... You know, this is what what disappointed me about Connor the most. You know, he he was the guy who wasn't a trash talk. He was a good trash talker because he spoke the truth, and that's why everyone loved him. That's Mystic Mac. That was a thing. But this time around, he didn't speak the truth. He said like the first guy to shoot for a takedown to like clinch up, they're pussy. Basically, that's what he said. And he does that. Uh, fights shouldn't end in submissions. I only count wins by knockouts. Tries to go for a submission. It's just like... And then he also says the stretcher thing. I'm going to put Dustin out on the stretcher. He leaves out on the stretcher. And, man, you know, like, for me, the mystique of Conor McGregor is fully gone after last night. I will, I'll still tune in for his fights and everything like that, but... It just really turned me off on Conor McGregor, the exciting fighter that we saw back in the day, especially in featherweight, who was not even talking trash. He was just telling the truth, and the truth came true. You know, like that—that was who he was, and that—that—that's respect. You know, I could even say the same thing for Kobe Covington with him um, winning all these fights and just speaking the truth. Like, I, I respected that, d- despite me not agreeing with all the things that he says sometimes. Um, yeah, Connor's just losing too much now. And it, it really isn't fun anymore, especially with the fan base he has. Like, I gotta admit, some Connor McGregor fans are, is just like, it's so toxic. It's crazy. I'm just, I, it just really uh, turns me off from him even more just by the way his fans defend him with every move he makes people saying this wasn't a real win like this is a win you know there's been so many fights in the past that are considered wins even due to doctor stoppage a win is a win in that sense you know so it's just like are we gonna disregard Uriah Hall's win against Chris Weidman? No, he still won the fight. Are we going to disregard Chris Weidman's win against Anderson Silva for the second time? No, he still won the fight. There's no... There's hardly any controversy during those wins. Only for Conor McGregor because people ride for him so hard. And I, I respect that. That's nice. But it gets to a point where it's just like... It's toxic for the MMA community, in my opinion. They need to... I've seen some people who are saying, I love Connor, he's great, but he has to admit that he lost this fight. It is what it is. There shouldn't be a fourth fight. I definitely don't think there should be a fourth fight. Regardless of the money, I know there's going to be a lot of money for that, but I'd prefer to see good matchups instead of fights just for the sake of Conor McGregor's agenda. So, 
think about it. If Con- if Dustin Poirier he fights Charles Oliveira, beats Charles Oliveira, and becomes the lightweight champion, and then Conor McGregor he's better again, we're gonna make a fourth fight. So Conor McGregor is gonna get a title shot, even though he lost the two in a row. Like I could one hundred percent see that happen because the UFC revolves around Conor McGregor. He makes the money, and I I get that, but it's slowly tarnishing the sport if we let it go on for too long in my opinion we're gonna get to levels of boxing where you're you're just gonna have celebrities just fighting just for the sake of this is where the money is and i think for a long time the ufc did very well in straying away from that but with the way things are going down with conor mcgregor it's quickly approaching that agenda so i wasn't too happy with the way this fight ended. I know Dustin Poirier was upset. Um, He was getting really mad. I fully get that. I just think he should have ignored it fully. Um, If he gets the fourth fight, that's good for him. He makes his money. And um, Conor McGregor gets another chance. But that's the problem. See, like, we're revolving so much about money at this point. And I'm an advocate for fighters making more money, but there is a fine line between making money and then just disregarding the art of the sport and this fight kind of crossed that for me in my opinion so that's my thought on the fight uh conor mcgregor i i do hope he gets better for sure um it's scary to think that he might not even be the same fighter anymore after such a serious injury this was a bad injury and for the people saying like this wasn't a win for Dustin Poirier it was a win Dustin Poirier won this fight if you really need to see a fourth fight I I, I can't I don't know what to tell you sure you know put, put on the fourth fight if you'd like I'd still tune in I'll be honest I'll always tune in for a Conor McGregor fight he he brings in that attention it's true but when this kind of energy enters the sport like this, it is disappointing in a way, especially for Conor McGregor, because Conor McGregor, um, he's not that he's not Mystic Mac anymore. That's what, I, what that's what I'm trying to say. He's not Mystic Mac, and that was the beauty of him. People are just trying to grab straws and relish in those relish in those Mystic Mac days, but we are far from that at this point. He is rich. He doesn't fight as frequently anymore he's a different guy now he's a family man so i wish him all the best i even wish dustin uh, poirier the best too he's gonna get the next shot at the title i think when uh, conor mcgregor comes back they should give him like an easier fight like maybe a honestly even tony ferguson why not tony ferguson tony ferguson deserves um a good uh payday that's the only reason why I would say Tony Ferguson, but I'm scared for that a fight like that for Tony Ferguson as well. But it will kind of make sense because uh, Connor will be out for a while. We won't know how he's going to look when he comes back. So that may make sense at the time when they actually have that fight happen. So we'll see what will go down with Connor McGregor's next fight. Uh, let's talk about the co-main event. Gilbert Burns defeated. Steven Wonderboy Thompson, unanimous decision. 
I'm impressed with Gilbert Burns. You know, I I, I picked uh, Stephen Thompson to win this fight. A lot of momentum going for him, and uh, Gilbert Burns played a smart fight. He closed the distance very well, wrestled. These are things that don't go well with a Stephen Wonderboy game plan. So may have not been the most exciting fight. At least that's what the fans were saying. And by booing Gilbert Burns, personally, I think it was smart. I was entertained at some moments in that fight. I, I get how it was stalling at some times, but Gilbert Burns in general, he got the W on the end of the day. Solid win against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, a guy that many thought would be next for a shot at the title had he won this fight. Um, but Gilbert Burns, he's proving that he's still in there. He's still an elite-level welterweight, so... I'm excited to see what's next for him. I think a good fight would be for Gilbert Burns. Let's see. I think like um, who who's in welterweight right now? He called out uh Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal. To be honest, like that doesn't make sense because he won now. He's just picking those fights for the money at this point, which I get. That's fine. Um, but. I was going to say Leon Edwards, but I feel bad for Leon Edwards, man. It, it really seems like he's not going to get the next shot at the title, which is uh, after um, Kobe versus Usman. So that's really sad, too. So if that's going to be the case, then I guess um, I guess they should make that fight, you know? That, uh, that would make sense, I guess. But uh, let's see if there's anyone else. Who else is in the top of the welterweight right now? I'm not too sure. Like, honestly, the Leon Edwards fight makes sense, but like I said, I, I feel bad that Leon keeps getting shafted for a shot at the title. So I do hope uh, they find someone for Gilbert Burns. As for Steven Thompson, uh, this sucks, man. It sucks because I really wanted to see him uh, fight Kamar Usman for the title. And... Um, you know, I think a lot of this is just age as well. He's 38 years old now, and uh, it's bound to happen. He's going to slow down. Also, maybe he's not able to keep up with the elite, like the top five of the division. He was able to be like top 10 fighters like Jeff Neal, um, Vicente Luque, top 10, top 15 fighters. Proves that he can still compete with those guys, but I think against the elite of the welterweight division... I think his time is done, and that's sad because, for me, this was his last shot at the title, and after this defeat, I think it's over for him. At 38 years old, it just it doesn't uh, doesn't look bright for Steven Thompson. He did have his moments. He landed some nice uh, shots in this fight, but just wasn't enough because he got out-wrestled. Overall, Gilbert was controlling uh, the action for most of the fight, so... Yeah, that's what happened uh, with this uh, bout. And for Steven Thompson, I think a good fight for him next. Um, I don't know, man. That's a good question. Uh, someone in the top 10. Maybe, like, <laughs> honestly, a fight with Michelle Pe uh, Pereja, Pereja, who uh, fought on this card as well against uh, Nico Price. Very fun fight. Um, that would be a good matchup if you're just trying to give uh, Steven Thompson like up and coming uh, contenders in the division that would be a fun fight to watch because Michael Michel Pejera 
uh, is a uh, very entertaining fighter. And Stephen Thompson, good style, stand up, won't bring the fight down. If you're trying to push Michel Pereira, that would be a good matchup for him, in my opinion. Not so much for Stephen Thompson, but like I said, I just don't see him uh, reaching the top anymore at this point at 38 years old. So we'll see what happens with uh, both Gilbert and Stephen. Uh, Taiti Ovasa knocks out Greg Hardy round one, 67 seconds into round one. Does a shoey after. That was pretty. That was pretty nice, you know. He jumps on the cage, does a shoey. I think that's like, that was like an epic celebration, in my opinion. And he knocks out Greg Hardy, a guy that many people don't really like. And you know what? I don't dislike uh, Greg Hardy. I know about his past, this and that. Like, uh, like that's horrible. Don't get me wrong. But what I don't like about the UFC and Greg Hardy is how much they push Greg Hardy. Like, w for what? What's the purpose of pushing Greg Hardy this much? Like, for, for. The promotion to give him the third slot of a Conor McGregor pay-per-view card. Like, he didn't even deserve this, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't know, like, what, what his record was heading into this fight, but he, he lost his last fight, too. So it's just like, why, why does he deserve this? You know what I mean? Like, why? How come you're pushing him so hard, giving him good slots on some good cards? He fought on UFC 249, was he? He wasn't on the main card for that. He was on the main card for that. Like, why Why is the UFC pushing him so hard? Like, he's not even... He wasn't even the biggest football player out there. Like, I guess I get the intrigue of a professional, former professional uh, football player entering MMA. But I don't care about it enough. And I'm sure many others don't care about it as well. And then you, you put on top of his... Uh, the controversy in his life is just... I don't know. I, I have no idea why they push him so hard. So that's the reason I, I'm not really the biggest fan of him. But Taiti Avasa, I'm a fan of his. He puts on some entertaining performances. Uh, looked good in this fight early on, throwing some nice kicks. Uh, then Greg Hardy, he 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 rocks him. He clicks clips him, and he Taiti Avasa. He looked like he was gonna go out, and I was like, oh shit, this is bad. Greg Hardy rushes in, not covering up, gets knocked down right away, and he's out, basically. So, um, good good performance by Taiti uh, Ovasa, and nice shoey at the end. The shoey with the uh, Dustin Poirier hot sauce out the, uh, in, like when he was walking out, like I felt bad for him. I'm like, that's disgusting. And you, have, did you notice that this is the guy who would always say, it's not a shoey if you don't spit in it. You can't be spitting it in, spitting in the shoe anymore during these COVID times. So he's just drinking it straight. And uh, yeah, that hot sauce one was pretty gross. So good for Taiti Uvasa. Irena Aldana, she defeated Yana Kunitskaya. TKO punches in the first round. Very impressed with Irena Aldana. She uh, she weathered the storm early on and was able to start picking Yana apart on the feet, on the ground, and then eventually she finishes her with ground and pound that folded Yana Kunitskaya. I like Irena Aldana, man. Like, I hope she fights for the title, you know? I know... I, did she lose her... Yeah, she lost her last fight to Holly Holm. Um, to be honest, like... She was looking good before that Holly Holm defeat. And uh, I know it's just a win against Yana Kunitskaya, but after the fight with Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena, like, 
I think you should just give a shot to Irene Aldana at this point because there really is no one else. Maybe, maybe you give uh, Misha Tate Irene Aldana if you'd like to give Irena another fight before fighting for the title. I think she should get it now, Irena. But um, if you're also trying to get Misha Tate a shot at the title, that would make sense as well if she beats uh, Marion Renault. So I think that's a good uh, matchup next. But in the end, I think they should just give it to Irena Aldana right now. It just it, it makes sense to me. Um, Sean O'Malley. This was a great fight. Sean O'Malley defeats Chris Moutinho in the third round. 30 seconds left into the fight. Throws a barrage of punches that forces Herb Dean to step in. Uh, people were complaining, like, ah, that was an early stoppage. I see arguments for both sides. I think in the long run, Chris Moutinho will thank Herb Dean for stopping it at that point because um, he was taking some bad shots at that point and... Uh, that was a good stoppage in hindsight when we look back at this like five years from now or something like that in the moment i understand how people were pissed because it's like give the guy like at least 30 more seconds to at least say that he survived all three rounds with the top 10 is sean o'malley a top 10 bantamweight i don't know but basically like a guy with a lot of hype behind him uh lots of promise for Chris Moutinho to survive all three rounds like that, that would be impressive in itself just on paper. Just to say, like, my debut fight was on short notice against this guy with so much hype and I survived all three rounds. It was... And that didn't happen, basically. But regardless, Chris Moutinho, I think he's the biggest winner on this card, in my opinion, because, you know, he wasn't connecting with anything. You could see that he was a much smaller fighter. He couldn't even land anything that like significant he did land some things but overall Sean O'Malley was just piecing him apart like 300 strikes it was something like that it was a lot of punches kicks and Chris Moutinho's face was just busted up you know I felt bad for him but at the same time respect you know this is what you do when you are the heavy underdog and there's nothing to lose so if you're not going to win the fight this is what you do and I, he earned a lot of respect because of this. He's definitely going to get signed to the UFC because of this. Have more fights. People are going to follow his fights in the future because of this. So Chris Moutinho, he is 100% the winner. Biggest winner of this card for me. As for Sean O'Malley, solid performance. You know, I, I, I know people are keep saying he's a can crusher. He's a can crusher. His opponent, Luis Smoka, had to pull out. He could have not fought on this card, but he stayed on it and fought someone who had nothing to lose. And I think those are some of the most dangerous fights because um, if you lose, if he lost to Chris Moutinho, like that would have been horrible for his career. So it was a really risky fight. And not only did he win, he dominated. He absolutely dominated. So I'm impressed with Sean O'Malley. Like I can't shit on him for this situation. I do hope he fights someone higher ranked soon like he did call out Cody Garbrandt and I think that would be a perfect fight I think that's what I said after Cody Garbrandt's last defeat that he should fight uh Sean O'Malley next if Sean O'Malley wins his next fight so the stars are aligning I think that would be the fight to make next let's talk about the rest of the card um I'll just give you my favorite moments on the undercard um hmm Michelle Pajera 
that was a fun fight with Nico Price. I know people were saying Nico Price got robbed. I think it was two rounds to one. Michel Pejera won rounds one and two, and then Nico Price was taking over in round three for sure. Michel Pejera needs to figure out his uh, cardio situation, man, or just move up to middleweight all in altogether because he keeps gassing out at the end of fights and that's going to be dangerous if he fights someone like a Steven Wonderboy Thompson so I'm, I'm I'm impressed with Michel Pejera overall he's a very fun entertaining fighter you could see that he's becoming more technical like compared to his first fight with the UFC when he was just doing flips uh jumping off the cage doing all this crazy stuff like he's Toning it down, but still being very entertaining, in my opinion. And he has a tough chin as well. That flip on Nico Price, that was so illegal. I can't believe they didn't do anything about that. That was uh, that was messed up. But uh, also credit to Nico Price. Never in a boring fight, for me at least. So that was great. Uh, I'll also talk about Ilya Tupura. Tupura? 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 Ilya Tupura defeats Ryan Hall, hands uh, Ryan Hall his first defeat since his debut fight, basically. Uh, Ryan Hall, like the mystic figure in the UFC that uh, no one wanted to fight, and Ilya did very well in avoiding the submissions, avoiding the ground game all in general, and just uh, finding the opening to just land some big shots from above and uh, finish Ryan Hall. And I'm, I'm kind of uh, disappointed in Ryan Hall, you know? Like, this is a guy I was definitely pushing for uh, to continue his momentum, but, um, you know, this is what you do in order to finish him, in order to defeat him. You, you have to find a moment where he's exposed on the ground and just rain down some hard hammer fists, and that's what Ilya Tapura did. And uh, I think all in all, like Ryan Hall needs to improve more on his game, just like become more well-rounded because all he is is really jiu-jitsu. And his jiu-jitsu is great, don't get me wrong, but this isn't jiu-jitsu, this is mixed martial arts. And I think this fight really showed that, in my opinion. So I hope Ryan Hall does come back soon. Like it, it's been, it was two years since his last fight, and it's not because he was, he was injured, it was because like no one wanted to fight him, basically. So... I hope he, he comes back sooner than later compared to last time. And, uh, yeah. That's all I have to really say about this card. I missed uh, that uh, Drikas Duplacis fight. I know he uh, received, like, a, a performance of the night uh, bonus, but I missed it. So I'll check it out later, I think. But uh, overall, my score for this card... It was a solid card. The pay-per-view was solid, in my opinion. The main event really disappointed me. I'll, I'll admit it, you know? It, it made me sad. <laughs> it just ended on such a bad note, you know? Like, especially with all the hype that was behind it as well. Um, for it to end like that, like... It, it, was, it was bad, you know? It wasn't bad in the sense of, like, oh, so boring. It was just, like... Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know a comparison to it right now. It was just, it was so unsatisfying. So, uh, my uh, score for this card would be an 8 out of 10. I think I would give it an 8 out of 10, maybe a 9 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10. You know, somewhere between there. It was solid. It was fun. Some good uh, moments that happened. And, yeah, that's what I thought about this card. I also want to say that, honestly, to be honest, I think they need to reduce the pay, uh, the main card from five fights to four fights. I just think, uh, especially like for a Conor McGregor fight, man, it's like you're, you're looking forward to that fight the most. Let's be honest. Everyone is. And 
I know that they, like a lot of these fights were finishes, and uh, they ended quickly. Aside from Sean O'Malley's fight and Gilbert Burns' fight, but um, just take off one fight, make it a four-fight card. I think it just drags on a little bit too long when there's that five-fight pay-per-view card, in my opinion, at least. So that was my thought on my thoughts on UFC 264. Let me know what you thought, and I hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.